0: Oh God. Oh God. Born in 92 on the block with the sharks. Come from a different cloth. Y'all would get ripped apart. You want a diamond, then you gotta get it in the dark. We dropping nuggets like Carmelo went to ruck apart. Now we eating from state to state. We scrape the plate. I put my eggs in a basket, took a leap of faith. I took a chance, now we grow and see the impact. Decoding Success
1: special guest. now let bring well, Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned into episode number 202 here on the Decoding Success podcast. And as always, you're rocking with your host, Matt Labrie. Welcome to the show, everyone. If you are a returning member of our amazing community of listeners, welcome. And if you are new here, you have picked a phenomenal episode to dive into, whether it was shared with you, whether you saw us on social, whether... You randomly found us in the App Store or on Spotify or iHeart, however you found us. Phenomenal episode. Welcome to you as well. We are joined by our friend, who is unapologetically himself, Preston Smiles, who is the epitome of someone who's committed to the work and humanity. As a personal freedom coach, multi-millionaire, conscious businessman, father, husband, experiential speaker, and author of Love Louder, 33 Ways to Amplify Your Life. Preston is a force to be reckoned with on the personal growth scene, and you're going to notice that whether it's five minutes into this 10, 15, 20, or 30, you are going to want to share this because the message within this episode today is beyond powerful. So I'm actually going to urge you You have the opportunity to impact someone's life today with the words that are being spoken here through your headphones, through your car, or however you are listening to this. Make sure you tap into that. Make sure you share it with someone that can benefit from these words. Now, Preston has coached thousands of people since 2005, leading cutting-edge workshops all over the world with his equally powerful wife, Alexi. Preston Smiles is on fire, like his huge personality. Winning awards like Millennial Mentor of the Year, gracing the cover of Inspired Coach magazine, being featured on some of the biggest podcasts and media platforms such as Impact Theory and School of Greatness with my buddy Lewis Howes, Preston is touching the hearts and souls of thousands of people daily through his provocative social media videos and writings. As Jack Canfield and Michael Beckwith have said, Preston Smiles is unstoppable. And you are going to notice that here again today. Without further ado, we bring to you our friend Preston Smiles. Preston, my friend, welcome to the show. Absolutely love your content, what you've created, what you continue to create, what you put out there in the world. Really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to make an impact here on Decoding Success, man. So thank you for joining us. Yes, yes, and more yes.
0: Blessings and blessings to all of the decoding success family and uh also to you matt uh we made it happen we we, you know we hit some stumbles in the road uh because family always comes first for me but we made it happen and i'm glad to be
1: here i like that man talk to me about that we we don't usually open the show like this but i'm curious why has family took such a dominant role in your life which i i i agree with and i align with by the Mm -hmm. way yeah man there's levels to this game man
0: and um I was talking to a guy that you probably know, uh, I think his name is Aaron Alexander and he has this big podcast or whatever. And he was, we were at, uh, my house for a gathering and he was saying something that was so absolute. And I said, man, you know, in my 40 years on this planet, um, the biggest lesson that I've learned is that there's a lot of gray area. And. You know, when you're 20 something, even early 30s, there's this like, oh, you just forgive and then you just do this. And there's, it's all black and white. And what's happened for me through parenthood is a recognition of like how much gray there is. And, and also a reminder of what really matters, right? It's very difficult to understand someone else's journey until you've walked a mile in their shoes. And so, Uh, talk to me, you know, even seven years ago, five years ago, I cared and I wanted to live, but now I have to live. That's a different concept. It's a different context. I have to live. I have to be healthy. I have to be successful. There is no other option. Why? Because there are people dependent on me. Like really though, not like kinda, not like, oh, if, if, you know, things don't go well, you just go find another job. There are people who need to eat because of me. And uh, that just changes how you operate. And I've had the good fortune, and some of you may hear this and say, that's terrible, but I've had the good fortune of seeing people die bloody deaths. And, um, and I've had the good fortune of seeing people live, live, but not ever really live. And, and go to their deathbeds with their music still in them. And both of those experiences have taught me that um, using the analogy or metaphor of glass uh, of uh, juggling a bunch of balls, some balls are rubber, right? So, like, uh, let's call it um, recreation. That's a rubber ball. If I drop that, if I stop surfing or working out for a month or two, that would suck but it's not glass. Mm. The glass balls are the highest priorities. If I drop my relationship with my wife, that affects everything else. If I drop my health, that affects everything else. If I drop my relationship with with the entity that I call God, that touches everything else. So for me, it's about highest priorities. Right? Those things matter more than popularity, more than followers, more than likes, more than this idea of getting to the top of the mountain. And some of you may say it's easy for you to say because you got there. And yes, you're right. I have perspective because I'm sitting on the top of one mountain and I've already declared another one. And so uh, such is life. You'll never get somewhere and be like, oh, I'm done right? So, okay, if if I'm never done, right, my mentor makes about $34 million a year. That dude's still grinding, right? Still grinding, still new mountaintops. But he understands what I understand, which is that's all fun. It's a part of the game. But the real game is, do do your children know you? Have you helped your wife, girlfriend, boyfriend, mother, father, brother, cousin, sister, have you helped them heal their nervous system by way of creating a safe container for them to process what they've been through? Because if that's not the case, then you're actually
1: losing when it's all said and done. I'll leave it there. There's many ways to go about what you just said. I think that was really beautiful. The first one that comes to, first question that comes to mind right off the bat is, I'm sure your advice here isn't going to be to go have kids with just a random somebody but obviously the family you've created lights you up and it's driving you i'm curious what's your advice to someone that doesn't have kids to be able to realize like all right you need to do this for yourself regardless right and and then if that comes down the road that that could be more fuel to the fire 100 so uh
0: 2014 i was living with my mom um just to give you guys some perspective, 2014, I was living with my mom and uh, that year, according to the IRS, I made $32,000. Uh, I moved in with my mom. I took a few steps back to take a, like, a lot of steps forward. It was a strategic move because I was dope as hell and broke. And I didn't understand what wasn't happening. I, I, I don't know if anybody this is landing for anybody listening, But I was awesome. And I kept thinking to myself, well, what is, what's missing here? And what I recognized was, was that I needed to create some space to be held and supported by other people who could see what I could not see. I was leaning on my own devices, nothing against podcasts or books or anything of those nature, because those things all get you closer. But there's, there's something powerful about another human calling out your blind spots. Everybody, everybody, when they start something new, they say, how, 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 what I figured out is it's not how, it's who. Mm. And before I even get to the who, it's why and partially what, but why matters more. This is me answering your question. All of us care about something deeply, whether it's the ocean or your future self or, um, you know, proving those bullies wrong who called you fat or a faggot or whatever they called you when you were 13 or nine, Um, proving that you're better than your dad. These are all things that I help people work through. So I know that this is, I'm not just pulling things out. Right. This is real talk. Whatever that why is, that's just to get you started. That's just to get you started because the, 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 hmm. The why will be a moving target. When I first started um, to get really intentional, because that's why I moved in with my my mom. I moved in with my mom because I decided that I was gonna go pro, that I was no longer gonna be dabbling in coaching, dabbling in speaking, hacking, at, you know, showing up in that space, that I was gonna go all in. I was gonna burn my boats. And for me, um, the why at that point was to beat the generational scarcity and limitations that my dad, his dad, and his dad, my mom, her mom, and her mom had experienced. Nobody in my family had ever made a hundred thousand dollars. And so that year I went from 32,000 to the next year, making hundred and fifty to the next year making 300, to the next year making 600, to the next year making 1 million. And I haven't stopped since then. We are now in 2021, 2022, almost. And I have not stopped because of certain principles that I put into place. One of them is elevation requires separation. I instantly got that in order for me to go where I was uh, calling forward, calling forth, I would need to separate from... Um, some of the things I was listening to, some of the things I was watching, some of the people I was hanging with, including my dad at the time, um, I was going to need to separate from my best friends who were going out and drinking and smoking and partying in LA. I needed to separate in order to elevate. And there's a clean way to do that. I reached out to each and every one of them and said, Hey, I'm on a mission. And so for the next maybe year, I'm not going to be as present in our relationship but I want you to know I love you and I'll be back right that was that's one principle that worked for sure uh if you want me to keep going I will please do yeah we're talking here let's do this uh another one that really um really hit home for me and I still use everything I'm teaching and talking about right now as a multimillionaire, I still use these principles. This is why I haven't stopped. It's why I keep making more. And it's not about the money. It's about um, using the money as a tool for the things I care most about, which is helping humanity become free despite what they have and don't have. It's a whole different beast of a, of a consciousness. But number two was I understood that what we appreciate, appreciates. What we focus on expands. What we celebrate in in ourselves and others gets repeated. And so I began to create a culture of celebration where every single day I did at least one thing that made my heart smile, that filled my cup up. You know, uh, there's a, a quote from The Science of Mind by Ernest Holmes that says, Uh, spirit can only do for you what it can do through you. We are vibrational beings. And so everybody thinks it's about the mechanism, but it's really about who you're being in any given moment. And when you stack those things on top of each other, you stack celebration, you stack joy, you stack play on top of each other. That becomes the consciousness from which you operate from. And that's, that's like a magnet. So that's number two. Principle number two is celebration. I celebrate and find something to celebrate every single day. I still do this. That's powerful. Oh yeah. Um, I'll do two more. There's a lot, but I just do two more. Um, the third, and this one will be really big for all of you. I ask myself every day, what can I do today that would normally take me or somebody else in my field a month? What can I do today that would take somebody else a month? Just sitting in that question instantly focuses. It, it, it brings me to what really matters, right? It's the 20% of the 20% of the 20% using Pareto's principle of the 80-20 rule. Uh, 20% produces 80% of the profit and all of those things and, and growth. So what is the 20% of the 20%? What can I do today that would take me a week, a month? Right. This is why there's a, there's a lot of people who came in and who are amazing coaches who aren't experiencing the levels of success that I am. One of the main reasons is because I don't bullshit. I don't play that like, oh, let me, you know, just scroll. No, I don't just scroll, right? I get to work. I create every day. If I showed you how many videos were in this phone, let's, let's just play a game called how many videos, Matt, do you think are in this phone? Because pin
1: your entire phone? Yep. Sheesh. How long have you had the phone? And it wasn't backed up? <laughs> it was backed up. It was, it was backed up. Ah, oh, shit. I'll, I'm going to go with 10,000. 10, That's a good guess. 8,000 video 8,000. Okay. And I know the- you're a creator, so I, I had to
0: go up there. I create every day. Right? People are like, oh my God, you're so good. Well, I just practice more. Right? right? Practice makes confidence, not perfection. And confidence is a vibration. It's a feeling tone, right? When I'm operating from confidence, because I practice more, right? If you don't use it, you lose it. Um, and so right. I spend so much time doing the things that move the needle and matter the most. You have to ask yourself, where do my clients come from? Where is this? Even if, they're, if, they, even if they were free clients, where'd they come from? Right, right. What matters most, um, and then I'll I'll say the last principle is, and this may sound contradictory to some of the things that i said earlier, but the last principle is uh, slowing down to the speed of wisdom. Mm-hmm. What does we, that mean? I think we move too fast. I think we're okay. So my my. My theme, my ethos is move fast, but not in a hurry. And there's a very big difference between moving fast and moving fast while being in a hurry. That's scarcity. That's lack. That's limitation. I take time every single day to just listen, listen. What is the universe? God, Buddha, Krishna, Allah, Jesus, source, divine intelligence. What is that trying to say? What is it trying to speak through me? There's four levels of consciousness. First level is to me consciousness. This is victim consciousness. Second level is by me consciousness. This is creator consciousness. This is Gary Vee, Grant Cardone. This is go get them consciousness. Third level of consciousness is through me consciousness. This is where we ask the question, how may I be used as a beacon, a light today? God, spirit, what would you have me say? What would you have me do? Where would you have me go so that I can be a blessing to other people on this planet today? I I sit in stillness and I ask that question because powerful questions always lead to powerful answers. Fourth stage is as me consciousness. This is the Buddha nature. This is Christ consciousness. This is that moment when the Mali hits, when the ayahuasca hits, when the mushrooms are at their at their peak, when you're in church and you get the Holy Spirit, that Christ consciousness, the Buddha nature, that moment where you know there's nothing other than God. Um, that's a beautiful thing and 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 not necessarily sustainable every single day. And so for me, I shoot for the
1: third one every day. Third level of consciousness. Yeah. That's powerful. Now, obviously, for you to get to these principles, it all goes back to what you sacrificed per se by, and I believe it was in 2014 by moving back in with your family. I'm curious at that juncture, and I mean, I could even use this advice here, so I might ask this selfishly, but how did you take ego out of the driver's seat? Or maybe it wasn't there, but how did you keep it out of the driver's seat? Because in a world like we're living in right now, Um, listen, I mean, we, we want to impress people, especially if you're a single man or, you know, you want to look a certain way or fit in it's primal. Right. So I'm curious in, in that, you know, juncture at that juncture, how did you keep ego out of that driver's seat?
0: Absolutely, man. This is a really big thing. So, uh, I'm going to answer it in a roundabout way. Um, very early on, right. Um, There's a point when we turn about two, three years old, when almost all of us, all of us, um, start to recognize that if we are good boys and good girls, mommy and daddy will reward us with time, attention, toys, presents. If we are bad boys and girls, according to mommy and daddy, they take away their time, presents, attention, toys. Right? So we unconsciously learn to perform for love. We unconsciously learn to place our value outside of ourselves. When we're doing it right, AKA mass, good boy, we get love, time and attention. Then those same parents, and I'm not saying any of this is intentionally send us to schools and churches where they say the same thing. You get these grades, you sit in that chair and don't move. You do exactly what we want and you will get an A or a B, and we will give you love and attention. But if you don't play the game how we want you to play the game, we will take that away. You you tracking so far? Absolutely. I resonate with it. So then now you have a 17, 18 year old person who comes out of quote unquote high school and already feels like they're going to be a loser if they don't go into college because college is where the good kids and the good boys and girls go, right? Now we have a you know 18 19 20 years of programming already when your mental maps of the world your psyche your nervous system is all forming and all we're being taught over and over and over again is out there to in here i teach my clients all the time there's only two games ever happening the outside in game and the inside out game the outside in game says that uh my clothes my status how many followers I have, how many downloads I have, whether my girlfriend is happy with me or sad with me, boyfriend, et cetera. All of that determines whether I feel worthy enough to be in ownership of who the fuck I am. If those things go away, so does my power, so does my happiness, so does my joy. The second game, which is the one I do attempt to play all the time, is uh, the inside out game which says, I am perfect, whole and complete, but not finished. I am a unique emanation of the most high and that all of my needs are internally met. I approve of me. I am safe. Everything that I can control is in control and nothing out there will dictate or determine whether I believe I am worthy to be on this planet. Both of those are a vibration. Most of the people, even people with Ferraris, you know, given what's on your shirt people who we see on the internet who we think are so amazing they're still in a prison they are trapped by an identity they're trapped by this they're still trying to be a good boy a good girl and do it right even if they're choosing the mask of the rebel because it's a strategy to get attention it's a strategy to make money and so all of that is a trap and I've recognized that from I won't say early on but around 25 years old, I had a heart condition come up, and it was either die or don't die at 25. And I chose to not die, and so I began to dissect everything that did not sit well in my system. Um, and there's a quote uh, by Ernest Holmes uh, to get, and this is this is real talk. You want to know how I think? You want to you want to hack into how I view the world? This is it right here. Get your questions answer. And your answers question. Now I'm going to say it again, because there's somebody in the back that didn't understand what I'm saying. Anytime you type into Google, anything I type into Google, Google, why am I so fat? Why am I so ugly? Why am I not the marrying type? Why do I suck at money? Why can't I hold anything down? Why do I keep sabotaging? Google will always send you articles to justify whatever you just typed into it. it. That is the same consciousness that God operates from. It is only and always a yes. Following so far, are you tracking me? Yes, absolutely. So so the consciousness that I ask from, why am I so disempowering consciousness, will always send me answers. And those answers will uh, align with the programming that I received as a child. Well, if I rewire and unlearn and begin to heal my consciousness and my my somatic body, then the questions change. And so do the answers. So what I do is whenever something comes through as an of course, right? Of course, of course, right? Of course you do it this way. Of course you do it that way. Like they'll be rude. Well, what is rude? Mm-hmm. I, I don't stop at, like, oh, yeah, of course. I then question whether that's actually enough, of course, or that's something that I inherited from my mom, her mom, and her mom. Right. I, I question whether that's something I got from my dad, his dad, and his dad. I question whether that came from Clint Eastwood and, and, and Cowboys and Indians. I question whether that came from the ultimate warrior or Hulk Hogan or any of the ideas about what a man is. A man is, always has the right answers. And if he moves in with his mom at 33, he must be a loser. Mm. Okay, that's what's coming through right now. I must be a loser, ego. Now, I can stop there because I typed it into Google. I typed it into God. And that's what I got back because God is always saying yes. Now, what makes me powerful is by questioning that. Is that true? Am I a loser or am I smart? Or am I playing the long game? Or am I perfect, whole, and complete but not finished? Am I a, a, am I a loser or am I a unique emanation of the most high? Am I a reflection of God or am I a loser? Which one is it? What's actually true? Capital T truth, lowercase t, case, t truth. And most people take what is actually just an opinion and a perspective based on their wounds and make it a capital T, which ruins their lives until they meet somebody like me or like you or somebody that comes in and helps them remember who the F they are.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Now, that was fucking powerful as fuck. You mentioned the inside-out game. Obviously, that's not something that happens overnight, right? Uh, I mean... I'll be the first one to tell you it doesn't happen overnight because I'm actually going through it right now. I'm doing the work that I need to be doing. Um, I'm curious, what do those steps look like? You, you talked about unlearning. You talked about rewiring. Is there anything more to that? Oh, there's a lot of I mean the yeah. bottom
0: line is that's so, and, and not to plug my thing because there's a lot of other people who do this work. Right? I just do it really well and I've been doing it for a long time and it's my main focus. I'm a personal uh, freedom coach. So, so, so there's nothing else. I, to me, nothing is more important than, than your own personal sovereignty and freedom. And most people don't know they're trapped until they recognize they're trapped. And then the conversation becomes, how do I undo this? And so um, I'll break it down like this, just so it's palatable for a podcast. But I have programs on uh, and there are other people who do this kind of work, but let, let's go through this. So to me, there are four levels of what it means to be a human or four stages, or uh, let's call it four aspects. There we go. That's the word. Four aspects of what it means to be human. First aspect is we are biological beings. We are biological beings. Right now, there are trillions of cells dancing inside of your body. There are organs and things moving and uh, functions happening. We are biological beings, right? We have these physical bodies. Second, We are uh, linguistic beings. We build worlds with our language. If I don't have the distinction called door and doorknob language, then me getting out of this room would be very difficult. But the moment I have the language, the distinction of door and doorknob, I have new, new opportunities, new worlds are open to me just by understanding that. And all of that happens in language. Um, which is why I say, uh, speak what you seek until you see what you said. You speak it into existence. We build worlds with our language. That's number two. Number three, we are social and historical beings, which means we were born into beliefs and interpretations. Born into beliefs and interpretations. If you were born in the Middle East, more than likely, you may be Muslim. If you were born in a Western culture, more than likely you may be Christian. Um, if you, if your mother was or father was repressed in their sexuality because they were molested by their grandfather or whoever when they were six, more than likely that repression was passed on to you. you following so far, yeah, absolutely. If your parents um, didn't know how to express their anger in a healthy way, more than likely, uh, that belief and interpretation was passed on to you. Um, if they believe that money was the root of all evil, then that belief and interpretation was passed on to you. Um, if your, uh, you outshined your brother or sister and you saw the look on your mom and dad's face every time you did it, more than likely, unconsciously, you began to dim your light to keep the love and keep the light, the, the the smile on their face. You following me so far? I could go fun. I could go for hours doing this. By the way, <laughs> this is literally the work I do. I help people uh, pull this stuff apart. And so, um, born into beliefs and interpretations. Last, we are quantum beings. Um, that goes without saying, and you can look what look that up for yourself. But I want to spend most of my time on number three, which is. Beliefs and interpretations, uh, we are threefold beings, body, mind, soul. We're at our most powerful when all three of those are aligned. I can remember being 16 and my mind was saying, don't, don't try to have sex with this girl, but my body was like, yo, you want this and you want it now. Right. And my soul was saying, bro we got you no matter what. And so all three of them, we're having different conversations. When all three are aligned, we are at our most powerful. That alignment comes from recognizing your programming. It comes from recognizing the traumas that you experience, whether they are capital T shock traumas or acute developmental uh, traumas like, um, Going into the garage to work with your dad and your dad saying, Get me that Allen wrench. And you, you give him a screwdriver and he says, No, give me the Allen wrench. And then you bring him a hammer and he says, No, get me the Allen wrench. God, you just like your mom, get in the house. That's a trauma. Mm. Right? And the body is a living library that stores everything we've ever been through. And so when somebody goes through something like that and they do not process it, it gets stored in the body and blocks. Uh, the energetic space, and then and then they become like um, a ticking time bomb, or uh, where you know the three days, three years, thirty years later, somebody beeps at them in traffic, and they want to fight. Mm. Right? We become a ticking time bomb because there's not enough energetic real estate in our bodies because we haven't healed that part. So what I do in Stretch Twenty Two. Um, is help people move through that. I actually have a pro- coaching program for coaches where I help them build their businesses. But this is the stuff we work on because most people don't have business problems; they have personal problems that bleed into their business. Makes it's a big sense. difference.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, what's a question you wish more people would ask you? I mean, I could ask you a million and one questions right now. I'm curious. It's a selfish question. Uh, maybe you don't think of, think of it like that, but I'm curious. You know, what? I know you do these podcasts often and you've been on, you know, awesome shows. What do you wish more people would ask you? How would you answer that? Uh,
0: that's
1: good then. Uh, I'd
0: say anything in the realm of like, even just the, what do you wish you knew? What do you wish you knew, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago? Um I think, and I'll say this, we're all on a journey home to the self. We're all walking each other home to the self. We're all, and we need each other. um, For me, the biggest lesson in general is dropping what I think I know. Uh, Like I said, in my 20s and even 30s, I just thought I knew so much. You know, I read these books, I did these seminars, I did this workshop, I did this thing, um, and I thought I knew I had memorized some good stuff. Um, and I was clear about that. And, and now I'm, it's not that I'm not clear, it's just, I'm not attached. And, you know, attachment is the first really and biggest piece in suffering when we're attached. To ideas, right? I'm I'm okay with being wrong. Uh, I I think here's a good way to end this entire podcast. I'm going to tell you a story of, about the um, the Chinese farmer. Uh, so there once was this Chinese farmer who uh, woke up one day, and he recognized that one of his horses had run away, and his uh, his neighbor came over and said, "Oh my god." Your horse run away, what bad luck you must have. And the Chinese farmer said, maybe, maybe not, we'll see. Well, three days later, uh, the horse came back and it, the cor- horse came back with other wild horses and the neighbor came over and, and said, oh my God, you are so blessed. You are so lucky. Not only did your horse come back, but your horse came back with more horses. And the Chinese farmer said, yeah, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Well, a few days later, uh, his son was trying to break one of the horses because these are wild horses and the horse bucked him off and the son fell on the ground and broke his leg. And the neighbor came over and said, oh my God, what bad luck. We thought that these horses were good for you, but they broke your son's leg. Your son was your only help. Wow. You must have terrible luck. And the Chinese farmer said, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Well, a few days later, the army was coming to recruit able-bodied young boys. And because the Chinese farmer's uh, son's leg was broken, they didn't take him. And the neighbor came over and said, oh my God, you are so lucky. So blessed. They would have taken your son, your only help. But now you get to keep him. And the Chinese farmer looked at him and said, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Hmm. The Moral of the story, if you're tracking, is we never know. We think we know, but we don't. Our job is not to know. Our job is to know the knower. The knower is that still small voice inside of each and every one of us that's calling us forward. The knower is that part of you that's so deeply passionate about something that you cannot let it go. The knower is the spirit self that is always and always speaking to, through, and as you, if you are listening. The rest of it is noise. The rest of it is conjecture. The rest of it is uh, (laughs) material. Mm. When we let go of needing it to be a particular way and just ride the wave that we're on, uh, there's something magical that happens.
1: There definitely is. There definitely is. I love that. Preston, I know I need to let you go. I could talk to you for for hours, man. Uh, Absolutely powerful stuff here. Expressing my gratitude again for all that you're creating, all that you just brought to the table here on the show. I just want to say thank you. I'm going to make sure all of your socials, websites, all of that good stuff is in the show notes of this episode. But do you have anything going on that we need to make people aware of in the next few minutes? No, man, Uh, you know, everything is where it is. Uh, I have two different programs that are both absolutely amazing.
0: If you're a coach and you want to build your coaching business and you want to get out of your own way when it comes to money and abundance and all that kind of stuff, kaboomcoaching.com. And if you're committed to breaking through anything in your life and you want to do a journey with me and my ninja coaches for four months, Stretch 22, uh, which is a program you can find on Prestonsmiles.com. Apply there. Every four months, we let people in. Uh, It's freaking epic. It's one of the best programs in the world. And it's a game changer. And it's not that much money. I I literally made it super affordable because I wanted people like me, you know, seven, eight years ago, I wouldn't have been able to afford these freaking astronomical courses. So this is gold and it's not even that much money.
1: Right. I love it, man. I'm going to make sure all of that's linked. Thank you again for hopping on here. Appreciate it, Preston. 100%. Thanks, man. And there it is. Episode 202 here on the Decoding Success podcast brought to you by the experiences, wisdom, knowledge, insights, and beyond of our friend Preston Smiles. And with that being said, I have the chills up and down my arms thinking about how valuable this episode right here in particular was. And you want to know what? There is no fee. You're not being invoiced. There's no taxing. For listening to what you just indulged in right here on the show. So, if there was, the only fee there would be is for you to fulfill your obligation now. And that obligation, being that you're still listening to this episode, you found it to be a value. Your obligation now is to share this value with the people around you. You were just exposed to such gems on this podcast sharing it, whether it be on social, whether it be in your group chats, your text messages, your emails, word of mouth, or however to whoever. Ultimately, bottom line is you have the opportunity to be a beacon of light to the people that are in your life. And if you don't take that up, you're doing them a disservice because you've just been exposed to greatness. And I'm saying that humbly. I truly mean it. Preston is remarkable. He is crushing life. And to that point, you could check him out on social, website, programs, books, and more all in the show notes of this episode, as always with all of our guests. Now, outside of the fact that I would love for you to share this with the people around you, I also want to do something else for the people that support this show. We continuously get reviews all of the time. I actually want to read a few. Five-star review from our friend Jamie Bronstein. Wow, I'm loving this podcast. So much information and so entertaining. Five stars all the way. One from Brendan Wolf, five stars, super cool show, awesome interviews, highly recommend. And lastly, let's give one more here, August 28th, 2021, our friend Beth Perry, great topics. These interviews feel conversational and so easy to listen into while also delivering high value on the topics, highly recommend exclamation point. With that being said, leaving a rating review, sharing these shows, it means the world to us. We're able to make more of an impact. You have the opportunity to help us make that impact, and we hope that you fulfill that obligation. Until next time, everyone, be blessed. Peace.